Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to bring you this episode. Um, this was quite an impromptu uh, transmission that came up and I hit record. So please enjoy. Um, after I recorded this, there was this intuition to share with you a little bit about how I came to this place where I am talking about these things. Because if you don't know me or my journey, hello, it's so good to be meeting you now. Um, you know, I want to tell you a little bit about like where this information that I am sharing with you comes from and, uh, kind of what I had to do to get here. Um, and again, I'm following the intuition because something is telling me like, if you're going to talk about these things, maybe you should tell people what, uh, what you've done, which I do a little bit in the episode because I definitely had a long, um, lifetime of experiences, probably multiple lifetimes of experiences. Um, really looking at, of course, feminine and masculine. I talk about that all the time, but like the reunification path, being a woman and being on this reunification path, isn't a once and done thing. It's a lifestyle. It is, um, for me started with a lot of healing trauma. I knew that something was wrong in my body that my body knew that my mind had forgotten or been told to forget. And so I did years of different kinds of therapies, trauma-based therapies, body-based therapies, Hokomi, somatic experiencing. Um, I had and continue to um, still see this one trusted energy um, healer who does trauma release work non-verbally through the body. That's been incredible. Um, I actually wrote them down because it was like, what have you done, Sarah? You know, so different kinds of therapy, different kinds of um, both shamanic sessions and shamanic priestess trainings for the energy trainings. Um, I did Reiki trainings, but I no longer practice Reiki because it's not 12 dimensional in my opinion. Um, I practice my own modality that is a medley. Um, I have gone to countless energy sessions. Um, I've done some plant medicine ceremony, not casually ceremony. Um, I have done, oh, mindfulness and mindfulness training. And, and when I was a teacher, all of the mindfulness training that I did was trauma informed. Um, and I was trained as a trainer in trauma informed care in that way. So a lot of like body releasing there. Um, and then just years and years of daily reunification work of feminine and masculine, daily honing my intuition, daily feeling what the energetics are doing. And to be really honest with you, there was, there were many times and still are many times where I'm in the depths of something that is going on and churning inside of me. And I, and I forget that what I'm experiencing is something that probably the collective is experiencing or, you know, so I don't give myself enough credit. I just got chills when I said that spirit's like, correct. Um, and so, you know, sometimes I'm really deep inside of the reunification process of feminine masculine, and it doesn't feel good. And I, and I misconstrue that like something's wrong, but, um, you know, I'm in the soul process. Trust me, I'm in the soul process. Like it's my full-time job. 
it is. I mean, that, that is paired with my entrepreneurship. That is paired with why I do what I do. I mean, I am living this all the time. I've also, um, hired coaches, um, Akashic readers, you name it, you name it. And I have um, done it, tried it, received help with it, uh, hired the wrong people, learned from it, you know, all of those things. So all that to say, my loves, that what I say on this podcast or any other podcast is really coming from, um, I'm going to just say an embodied transmission of what I have um, gleaned. I'm also using my intuition when I share this. And I'm also looking at what is going on in the collective. And there are some things going on in the collective that I think pinged me to do this episode. Yes, women saying, you know what, I think I want to start holding space for men. Um, And there are some red flags going up for me. um, When I hear women saying that because I can see that they're not ready yet, to be honest. And how do I know that? Because on this path that I've been on, I made every single mistake I'm about to talk about. Okay. So that's the real, that's the real of it is that, um, this is a gritty path and, um, you know, I've made my mistakes. I've made my own projections onto the masculine, which I'll talk about today. I had deep, deep traumas around the masculine. So of course, women, we are on this healing path. We are on this amazing sacred remembering path, this reunification path. Um, but we want to be, hmm, you know, just smart about our energy, watch our projections and, um, do the real work of reunification with source energetics rather than, um, healing a little bit or healing, you know, some more and some more and some more. And then saying, oh, okay, now I want to, now I want to hop over and help heal men because clearly we need, you know, we need healed men on the planet or like whatever the um, inner voice is saying there. Okay. So let's be mindful. And that's my intention with this episode is to bring mindfulness. Now I do work as spiritual coach, mentor, you know, all like whatever you call it, you can feel me. I'm Sarah Poet. I'm here for you. So if this does spark something and you do become aware of how you are giving your energy away, feel free to reach out to me. Okay. That, that is the work that I do. It's like we, we learn and heal on this path and then we, um, you know, turn around and do extend our hand. So I'm very, very passionate about women's energetic sovereignty. And we're going to do more to help this planet when we are energetically sovereign and reconnected with source and reunified in feminine and masculine than we could ever do from, you know, a place that is not that from depletion, from an unhealed projection, etc. We cannot do our soul's work from those places. Okay. I've tried it. Uh, (laughs) I've tried it. I've tried everything I'm about to talk about in this episode. 
So that was a long intro. You're going to hear the, um, the intro loop and then we'll get into it today. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Reach out to me um, if I can be of service to you in your, your sacred remembering journey. So many blessings. Thanks for being here. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Did you know that as a modern woman who is coming back into your sovereignty, you don't have to run around saving everything? You don't have to save all the children in the world. You don't have to save all of the people in the war zone. You don't have to save all of the men on the planet. That kind of thinking is a distortion that takes the beautiful and nurturing side of the feminine and the heartfelt feminine that of course cares about children, of course cares about war zones, of course cares about men. But when you're in the sovereign energetic, you're not giving yourself away. So there's a distortion that exists in our culture. And by distortion, I mean, um, distorted way of thinking and being and acting that we've all perpetuated. But while we're coming into consciousness, we can question these behaviors and question these assumptions. So the other day I I heard someone actually use the phrase bleeding heart. I didn't even know I was going to say that right now. And I'm feeling that so much. And aren't those flowers pretty? Oh my gosh, those flowers, the bleeding heart flowers. Oh, I'm in Western North Carolina in the States and bleeding hearts are gorgeous flowers. But what truly does that evoke in you to the woman listening? I'm talking to you. (laughs) What does that evoke in you to feel this energy and essence of the bleeding heart that leaks energy because you care so much about what happens to all of these really important people and, and land areas and animals and everything else on the earth, because you care so much, what you've been taught to do is actually care to the point of depletion. And I worked in education. I know it. I know social workers. I know, um, counselors. I know that your hearts are so big, but we have to heal the imprints and distortions of depletion because we don't want our hearts bleeding energy. We want our hearts replenishing energy for everything we care about. I really am passionate about helping women to move from depletion energetics 
into restorative, regenerative energetics. I want to flip this script. I want to heal this distortion. And I want you to have the energy to care about and love all of those things that you care about and love and still feel restored and replenished at the end of the day and the end of the week and in the work that you do and in the children that you care for and the causes that you contribute toward. We need women in replenishment. We do not need more depletion. And right now our feminine force, our primarily our women and our earth is actually trying to run really, we're trying to do really big things, I think, as women. And of course, our earth is always supporting us. But we're trying to do that on a mass depletion of feminine energy right now. Why is the feminine depleted right now? Well, that's been a systemic uh, part of the game plan in, in patriarchy. We have to name that, but we don't have to wallow in it. So, Feminine energy was not honored. And the only way that you are going to move from the depletion that you might feel right now into the replenishment that I'm sure you crave, it's like at the base of everything we want. Sometimes we don't even know to name it because we just keep searching for like, why do I feel tired? What else do I have to do? What trauma do I have to heal? What foods do I have to eat? What foods do I not have to eat? How many cups of coffee do I get in a week? You know, all of those kinds of careful calculations of our energy where we're just searching to feel better actually very much has to do with going to the root of the problem and replenishing the feminine. Now, I'm not just talking about taking a nap when you're tired, because that's kind of the go-to formula for like, am I in my feminine? Have I rested? That's part of it, because we need to regulate the body and the nervous system. But then there are also energetics that need to heal, because these distortions have energetics, and we carry them in our energy field, and we attract more of the same until we heal it. I want to invite you to Heartland. Heartland is an eight-week transmission that does what I have just described. It is an activation by which I mean it is an energy transmission that will uh, you will feel it in the eight weeks and it will continue to work on your life. Heartland came to me at a very sacred time in my life, um, at a time where I was finding myself again, even though I had tried everything. I had done everything right, you know, maybe not everything exactly right, but I had tried to get everything right according to love and money and business. And I was finding myself in depletion. And I said, wait a damn minute, what is going on here? And to be fully honest with you at that moment, I fell to my knees on a sacred piece of land. And I said, help me. And in that moment, I didn't expect to share this with you today, but this is um, how personal this is to me. In that moment, just so many ancient grandmothers, land keepers, womb holders, star families, all of these grandmothers came forward into the vision, into the space where I was. It was a, a sacred portal on a sacred piece of land. And they began to whisper an activation into my ear. And they called it Heartland. 
So maybe you just felt that because I just felt the chill. Interesting that that just happened. I'm actually going to keep going because I trust this transmission, even though that noise just interrupted. Because sometimes when there's a transmission um, this important, there is attempted interruption. I know that could have just been a phone call, but that could have been um, a way to stop me from sharing this with you as well. So I'm going to make sure my phone is on silent now (laughs) and keep recording. So this transmission came from a very, very sacred place. And the ones that gave it to me called it Heartland. And they told me in 2021 to share it. And I did. I taught Heartland once. And then I essentially walked an entire year of um, going deeper with this transmission myself. And after we held a very sacred ceremony that some of you attended on 2-22-22 about the sovereignty of the womb energy in women and in the earth and across all space and time and dimension. After we held that ceremony, I was instructed by my soul and, and by, I would assume, um, these, these wisdom holders these uh, source-connected guides to open Heartland again. As soon as I opened Heartland, many of you were, were activated by what I began to talk about. And then as soon as um, I opened it, the world did erupt in war. And what erupted in my life, I'm being very honest with you, was another deep um, initiation of my own soul to hold this space. And so I had to come face-to-face with fear frequencies and face-to-face with lack and depletion and those energetics that we hold as women and we try so desperately sometimes to outrun. I'm not exempt. I am like front row seat student um, and um, blessed to be a way shower in this work. So if Heartland is for you, we are going to begin on April 28th, 2022. It is a beautiful transmission and a sacred portal. It is an eight week transmission to the soul group. So live participation is asked for. And to learn more, you can go to sarahpoet.com backslash heartland. You can schedule a consultation with me. You can ask me anything. I'm here for you. I'm here for this. And I welcome in the 2022 Heartland Soul Group now. One quick, quick thing. You're going to hear the podcast episode in full. And I conclude it and I say goodbye. And then as I was putting the podcast together, there was one more thing that wanted to come through. So I added a segment after that. So if you are vibing with this transmission in this podcast episode, then I'll say goodbye once and then I'll come back and I'll talk uh, just a little bit more about women's bodies and healing men with women's bodies. And that's at the end. Okay, so stay tuned. Thanks so much and enjoy.
Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet, and I did not expect to be talking about this topic this week. Um, I thought I was going to be talking about something else, but come to realize I it's a Monday morning, did not plan on recording a podcast this morning, dropped my child off at school, went to the park with my dog, and on the way home, um, all of this information started to just, I'll say, download um, for this topic that I've actually wanted to talk about for a while now. And it seems like now's the time. That's the information that I am getting. Spirit is nudging me that now is the time. So being a human design projector and seizing the moment, um, I am just hitting record as this is all really kind of fresh and um, going live with it. So the topic today is so... You think you want to heal the masculine. So, you think you might want to be a space holder for men. So, you think you might want to heal men. Let's talk about this. Um, I do want to say that I want to open up this conversation. I've had actually a lot of um, experience and, and very personal exploration and navigation, <laughs> excavation, <laughs> um, deep digging into this topic and did it wrong over the years and in a couple of ways um, that I'll probably share today. And there's a lot about this that I don't know. And I want to say that too, because there are women who work professionally in healing fields, um, you know, even sex workers of, of various sorts. I don't know about that. I don't do that. I don't, um, I don't even really hold space for men very much anymore outside of my couples coaching. And so um, this podcast is primarily for the female coach or the female partner that is saying, maybe if I do blank, then men can do blank, right? Like maybe if I show up for men in this way, maybe if I start coaching men, maybe if I, um, you know, use all of my uh, sacred feminine wisdom, I can start to somehow impart it on men. Or, you know, for the woman who is um, partnering with a man and is like wondering how to activate him or what do I need to do to activate him, I'm, I'm more speaking to that crowd. Okay. And so, um, deep bow to anyone who is um, doing this work well um, in, in other realms, I'll say, um, because, because I know that's out there too. So I think I'll start with a little story, which is actually surprising me, but I'm just kind of channeling this as it comes and, and have very few notes prepared because this is all very impromptu. Um, I was very interested in doing anything I could do for men and the healing of the masculine. Um, Really, this lasted a very long time. So when I became a coach in like 2017, 2018, um, 
I, I was really talking a lot about healing feminine and masculine. And then I was approached to do um, some men's work. And that kind of sent me down this road of writing about men a lot. I, I wrote for the Good Men Project. I wrote for another um, international men's group. The energetics there were very interesting because I was just giving away this wisdom and this like channeling about how wonderful men were. And um, I was really like putting a lot of effort into that. And because I did feel like it was coming from my heart. Um, while I was doing that. Um, and this isn't to really like go down any rabbit holes about what went wrong, but what did happen was that my energy wasn't valued in those spaces. And so one thing that really became quite clear was this shadow element of me using my resources as a woman, my time, my energy, my wisdom, um, And giving toward these organizations that were essentially making other people money, but wasn't making me money. And the the agreement was like, well, maybe you'll get some independent coaching clients out of this, right? And so just that example right there, like I wasn't standing in my value and I was saying, come on, men, come on, men, like, look how great you are. I mean, I was putting a lot of words to paper um, about this and it didn't result in, um, you know, increased clients or income and things like that. And that's because the, the shadow element of my own feminine was just like so willing to overgive. And if you hear me, you know, on this podcast or other places, you know that now I talk about women valuing their resources uh, quite a bit, right? And that's because um, I had a history of not doing that all the time. And then there were definitely examples in relationship as well that maybe I'll go into more later where I knew so much about feminine and masculine and I knew so much about the archetypes of of men and masculinity. I really had been studying men, masculinity, raising teenage boys, raising sons. Um, I'd been studying that for a long time. And so... There's a projection, right, that that is commonly put onto women that says, well, she knows so much about this, or, oh, look, here's the woman that understands, you know, she must be wonderful. She must not have any... <laughs> like faults like the other women do. And um and so a lot of projection um came onto me that I actually was not uh, prepared to handle. So I'm going to actually make myself a note right now and come back and talk more about that projection in this episode, because this really important component of um, wanting to work with men, like you are going to have the projection of the masculine coming onto you. Um, but the other thing I wanted to just say about my personal story and kind of history with this that took me a few years to work out is that I truly had been trying to understand men my whole life <laughs> because of my father. So 
if you are a woman who is saying things like, I'd like to hold space for men and masculine, you know, I really want you to look at, well, what was my relationship like with my father? And have I healed that? And the truth was that in my subconscious, so much had happened with my father that was unresolved that I did things like, you know, I was a school principal. Um, actually, even before that, my first job out of college was working um, in a school for at-risk youth. And I'm talking like kids who had, boys who had been kicked out of their public schools, um, removed from public schools for, you know, misconduct and things like that. So these were very hard, like cases, um, very, very tough family situations. And I just got in there and I was like, I'm going to find the heart of this male creature. I'm just going to find the way to connect with this kid. And I had so much energy to do that. And it's interesting because it, it was so taxing on my adrenals because these children were often very violent. Like they didn't really respect, um, a very young woman in this in this space, um, you know, because they had mother wounds and like things had happened between them and the feminine. And so for me to be a young woman going into this situation was just so interesting and so telling. And like a couple of times I was almost attacked or like almost killed actually um, twice. I was in a situation where if it had gone differently, they could have killed me. <laughs> and so you can see that I was putting myself in situations where I was really deeply intending to try to help the masculine and men. But as I um, went through, you know, my awakening and my healing of my relationship with my father and my subconscious and all my trauma and um, good gracious, like then, then coming back into the conscious relationship with the masculine I actually realized, with the help of a Lakota elder, I might add, I actually realized that what I had been trying to do kind of my whole life was help men so that I could feel more safe, that I could feel that that men and masculine were um, more safe. And this Lakota elder in um, 2019, I just like, by the grace of, you know, creator, um, was connected to this man while I was in a dark night of the soul around this issue of, of men and masculine and mistrust and like, what am I doing wrong and, and all of that. And he said, yeah, well, it makes total sense that you would have invested your energy this hard for this long, given that you were, you know, trying to ensure safety and um, almost like trying to make up for what had happened um, between my, my father and I. And because that relationship, women, is our core relationship and foundational relationship to the masculine, I would say our fathers, and then also what we experience as far as church. Like if we had a um, a church upbringing where we were told that God was male and any 
any, you know, semblance of dominance associated with that, um, then our distortion of the masculine obviously starts very, very young. It's very foundational. I'm just taking a breath there because I'm opening up something right here that's very, very important. Very important. Interestingly, while I've been talking, my cat is running around and wreaking havoc and and causing noise on purpose. And it's like, she's like feeling the energies or something. She's being very honorary right now. And and, um, so I'm stirring something up. I know that I'm stirring something up, but she's letting me know. So we have we have our foundational relationship to the masculine, and it's often very skewed. I mean, we are women um, who have been enculturated, raised in patriarchy, raised to um, you know, like without going into all that because you hear me talk about that enough. We have so many imprints of a man masculine being unsafe, and. And we have those and we carry those. And I think my concern is if you are a woman who is still carrying those imprints, which I would say is damn near all of us, then we should not be concerned with holding space or healing men right now. Just no, it's not a good idea because we're going to end up with more projection. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But I really want to ask you this. I'm just going to cut to the chase right here. If you're a woman who says, I think I'd like to hold space for men. I feel, I feel this deep calling to hold space for men. Um, and, and you might have this calling. I would say, I feel this calling too. I'm not doing anything with it right now, right? Because, uh, because I'm not. I'll leave it at that. But if you have this calling and then you're like, okay, I'm going to open up options for men. I'm going to figure out what this means. I'm going to, okay, does this mean I have to use my body to heal men? What kind of energy do I use to heal men? You know, all of these, all of these things open up. I would say, please stop right there. Stop right there and ask yourself, what is my relationship to the healed sacred masculine? What is my relationship to the healed holy father? Am I healed in and of myself in my sovereign relationship to the divine masculine? And if the answer is, I don't know, or kind of, or yeah, I've been working on that, but I still got this glitch, then you don't need to be holding space for men. Because your projection of projection means like, you want something, but you're looking for it somewhere else rather than uh, where it needs to be looked for. And what we're talking about here is we all need to be reunifying sacred feminine, sacred feminine, <laughs> sacred feminine, sacred masculine within and with source. So let me go into this. Actually, this is funny because a friend of mine asked me a couple weeks ago, he said, Sarah, sometimes when you talk about God, you actually sound 
like what I remember from the church. And so I was like, oh, hold up. Let me say more about that. So let me do that right now. So when I say God, I mean mother, father, God. These two reunified. That was a very big path in my life to bring these two back together. That's the remembrance and resurrection of the feminine, but then we also have to resurrect the masculine beside our feminine. Then it's like we get married inside of ourselves. Then it's like, you know, we come back into this holy union with both of these within ourselves. It, it, it does have to do with gender because we are experiencing, like, we still live in a world where we do have gender identification. And so, you know, a woman's relationship to the divine masculine is going to be different probably than a man's relationship to the divine masculine because we grew up in a culture that did have gender and gender dynamics according to women. So, for example, because um, women you know, we're, we're told that we don't have an equal um, access to the divine or God, and that we had to go through man, that's a huge severance of the sacred masculine. So, our path to reunifying with that is just going to look different than a man's path where he was told, you have access to the divine um, masculine, but you don't have access to the divine feminine because emotions are bad, right? So, you know, there just is a difference in the path and what that looks like. And so what we're doing, whatever our path looks like, what we are doing is reunifying these two as source and reunifying our relationship to that source. So feminine isn't above masculine or below masculine, for example. There's not a distortion around power and who has more power or anything like that. We're saying these two are the sovereign source energetics that make up God and all of creation. So the path to that is is a little, you know, it, it can be brutal because we do have to look at all of these things that humans do, all of these things, uh, you know, as a result of this fallen distorted matrix that we've inherited that says that separation is a thing. Like we've got to heal those separations um, on our path. We have to. There's there's not a way to say, oh, I, you know, I did some sacred feminine work. Now I'm going to hold space for men. Fuck no. You have to come back to a sacred relationship with a reunified God source. Okay. So I want to say a little bit more about that, actually, because <laughs> Spirit's letting me know I'm not done with that yet. So God. You know, when I say God, that's what I mean. Mother, Father, God. And if we have been, you know, told that God as masculine wanted, (laughs) you know, um, Eve to be formed from Adam and saw Eve as the sinner, you know, foundational information here. Like if, if we're told the entire time we're growing up and and you know for lifetimes that there is this feminine um like that the feminine is less than 
then we just have this orientation until we heal it. We have this orientation that's like, well, I've got to get back to that worthiness. I've got to get back to being enough. I've got to get back to the place where daddy can love me. I've got to get back to the place where God finds me worthy. And it's all distortion because we're already worthy. But we have to remember that by doing the healing work on the feminine, masculine, um, and reunifying with source. And so as humans, it's really, really normal before we realize that that's what we need to do to be looking for this reunification with another human or to be looking for the reunification with for example, with the masculine through doing men's work, okay? Or looking for the reunification um, with the feminine by, you know, (laughs) like doing, offering to hold space for women or like becoming a very spiritual man or, um, you know, trying on this like polyamory hat. And, you know, all of that is a quest for the divine mother, the holy mother. So. While I had a wound that was open with the masculine that, you know, men had not been safe in my life, not all men, but significant men, um, there had been instances of like non, non-safety, mistrust. Um, if I open myself here, I will get hurt. Um, if I, if I open up too much, he will take something from me. Those kinds of imprints and distortions about the masculine because of what men had done. And I had not fully resolved all of those yet. And so when I was writing these pieces for the masculine, they sounded so beautiful. And when I say masculine there, I mean men. They sounded so beautiful and men really, really loved when I spoke very highly of the masculine and of men. They did not so much love when I like called them to task or called them forward in their integrity because of their own open wounding. Okay. But because I was holding that imprint of the false masculine still that, you know, somewhere in my psyche, somewhere in my energy body, I definitely believed still that I could be hurt. I desperately wanted to love men. I wanted to show up for men. I wanted to heal men. I couldn't figure out like how to heal men as much as I wanted to heal men. I wanted to see men rise, but there was still a part of my psyche that wanted that in order to prove that men and masculine we're safe. So guess what we attract when we're still running that imprint in our energy bodies or in our subconscious? We attract men who do not value the sacred feminine, maybe do not have a relationship with the divine mother. They're in their own projection. They've been hurt by the feminine. They've been hurt by a society that says um, there is no such thing as the divine mother in the church. I mean, we had a little like Mother Mary in the Catholic Church, thank you. And then otherwise, you know, um, like the examples are are minimal. 
So there was a sacred feminine severance for all of us. And it really impacts men as well. I mean, I think it's some of the biggest work like of our times, men reclaiming their relationship to the Holy Mother. Now, can a woman remind a man of that? Yes, I'm getting a little ahead of myself now. Yes, of course, because when she becomes the emanation of the feminine, she's going to remind him of that. Can she lead him to that? Can she activate him in that? Can she make him remember that? No. And if she tries and he is not ready, his soul has not said yes, she will get hurt because I've done that too. Okay. So as long as we have these wounds of separation, I'll call them, this distortion. (laughs) Until we've come back to like unified energetics around feminine and masculine, we shouldn't be trying to heal each other. Every single time it has backfired for me. Now, Various people can get away with various things. So, you know, does that mean that we don't hold space for one another? No. Does that mean that, like, we can't be there for one another? No. It means, you know, specifically trying to, quote unquote, heal the other. It's probably going to backfire. And I was talking with a woman not long ago who was starting to, you know, do this in a, in a professional space. And the men were beginning to open up and it was really beautiful. And, you know, we love that. Like we love when a man reunites with like his emotional capacity and, and um, begins to open up that way, especially at the beginning of a man's remembrance of who he is and his awakening, his projections will be strongest. And so that's what I was like coaching her on was, you, this is wonderful work. Do you, like, are you in right relationship with the masculine? What are your boundaries around this? They're going to all start to have like crushes on you. What are you going to do with that when it happens? Okay. This is really important. Oh my gosh. So I see women saying, I want to hold space for men and masculine who have not done their reunification work with the masculine um, energetic and with the divine masculine. This is very, very dangerous. There, I said it. It's very dangerous. Because you're going to open up and touch parts inside of these men that the men are actually ill-prepared to be with. And then it's going to backfire on you. I've done that too. A couple times. Okay. So you can't ask a man to look at something, especially his relationship to the Holy Mother. If he's not ready, if he's not asking for it. Okay. Next topic. So I want to talk about... The, the sacred whore, the sacred prostitute. And 
I am feeling this in the collective a little bit. I'm feeling a shift with us. It's come up in some groups and some conversations um, and in me actually. So um, I want to kind of take us on a little trajectory here of um, remembering the power of this archetype of like the sacred prostitute or whatever we want to call her, the, the Tantrika, the Dakini, uh, remembering the power in that, but then also um, bringing it into some modern day, like information that I would say I'm picking up on in the collective or that I'm channeling. So it's been really wonderful the last few years, um, maybe decade, maybe not that long, um, that that Mary Magdalene has been remembered and she's been like restored, resurrected, put beside the masculine, put beside um, Yeshua or Master Jesus. I might say either one. I want to take this moment actually to direct you to um, a, a different conversation because I forgot to say this earlier, but I did speak more about my relationship with the Holy Masculine and coming into that reunification um, on the Home to Her podcast, uh, the one that was released in March 2022. So on the Home to Her podcast, I was interviewed and I spoke at length about my journey of remembering the masculine and and what it took to reunify with that. So please listen to that if you haven't already, um, if you're interested. And in that, I spoke about my journey of remembering Mary Magdalene and then also remembering her relationship to Master Jesus, which I do believe was one of sacred union. This is probably not the first time you're hearing this if you are listening to this podcast. So there's been confusion about what Mary Magdalene was because the church painted her as a whore and just you know, that's how they severed the sacred feminine was to take her out of the text. They also did this by making um, Mother Mary into like a lowly, you know, peasant. And of course, that's not true. And uh, the episode from Christmas 2021 of the Sacred Remembering podcast about Mother Mary goes through all of that. She was a high priestess. So was Mary Magdalene. They had both studied in um, in the lineage of, of Isis, Isis, the Egyptian goddess, um, partner to Osiris. And so in that lineage, were they sex workers? I don't believe so. Um, could they heal with sex? Absolutely. What it was more so was in, I mean, from what I have uncovered, right? And what I remember 
we're talking about sacred remembering here. And so this, I'm just speaking freely about what I have um, come to know in my bones, like through my own process with really deeply remembering these things that in past lives I was very connected to. And so, um, so anyway, Mary Magdalene being painted as a quote unquote whore, um, very untrue and just makes her like, we don't even understand as a culture how a woman could heal, um, if using sex intentionally in that way. And so you do have places where women are healing men through sex. Now, that is not, I don't believe, the relationship that Mary Magdalene had with Master Jesus. It was much, much more um, elevated, conscious, and unified. So both of them were light beings. And in um, the, the practices of Isis, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, many other women from that time would have been practicing um, energy movement and uh, a reunification with source. And at that point, they weren't even, you know, as severed from it as we are now. And so they were running the current of the God source within them. They were extremely um, like attuned light beings, bringing it into the physicality of the body. And so here we have, you know, you could call it the kundalini or or moving the energy through the vertical channel. Is that sexual? Well, yes. But also when you're talking about that level of, um, I'll say, skill, Really, all of life is sexual, but it's not sexual like we, you know, reduce it like the loveless sex that that um, we have all around us in in this culture. So, when you're reunified with the Godhead, with the with source of creation, and you're running that creation current through you, it feels quite blissful. I mean, it is. It's sex, but it's eros. Okay. It's, it's like the bliss of the divine running through you. And so I, I believe that in the partnership of Mary Magdalene and Master Jesus, they were both, um, using these skills that they had to increase the light body to increase the power essentially because he incarnated knowing what he was going to have to do and she was a divine union partner that was there with him practicing the energy moving the energy increasing his light body increasing that um ka body and and really helping him to fortify that. So that's what divine union partners do in essence is each is sovereign. Each is sovereign in that source connection. And by, you know, breathing together, being intimate together, um, being intentional together, both can strengthen their I am. 
presence, their God source connection, and and bringing that holiest of holies into the body and running that as current. (laughs) Sounds beautiful, right? So, you know, some channeled texts will tell you that they uh, were divine union partners, even lovers, um, such as the Magdalene manuscript. That is my favorite, and it does describe um, their light work that they were practicing together. And then other channeled books, um, like I remember Union uh, does not portray them as lovers. And then in other spaces, we learn that they actually had a child named Sarah. And then the Trinity is complete, right? Before um, before it was severed. And so, and now it's up to us to reunify, uh, by the way. So let me get back on track. So Mary Magdalene, you know, painted in the wrong light on purpose in order to separate the sacred feminine from the source of creation in that story. I mean, it's, it's such an important um, piece of history that was completely uh, misrepresented, you know, over the hundreds of years after Yeshua's passing completely misrepresented and and now is the time of that resurrection. So that's been really wonderful that that has been realized in the past um, few years and that we're bringing that forward. But I don't know about you, when I was discovering this information uh, in my awakening, and Mary Magdalene was central to my awakening, I was confused about what that meant for using that sacred sex power in this healing walk. And I'm naming that because I think that's really common. Like, oh, you know, you might even remember that you had a a part of this lineage. Like there might be something that's in you that's like, oh yeah, I have this deep connection to Mary Magdalene. I have this deep connection to Lady Isis. And I remember being a healer and using this sexual energy. I've had many conversations around this because, you know, as I was like learning to do energy work years ago, I realized, oh, if I tap into my sex centers in my body, like the root and the sacral chakra, I'm actually a much more powerful energy healer. And this was like, you know, while I was, I was just like figuring stuff out, heck, I'm still just figuring stuff out, but um, I could tell that it was a stronger power and a stronger current, but I wasn't using my sex. I wasn't using sex in order to heal. Now, where it did get really messy is on the path, you know, you're, you're saying, okay, I, I want to heal men or, oh, look, this partner looks like a divine union partner, right? But they've got this and that going on and, and I can see their separation from the feminine and this and that. And so, um, you know, we might offer our bodies in love, and in love making and and we might offer this feminine and say you know 
come drink from this well. Come drink from this because I remember our separation. And I remember that that I want you to feel whole and I want to feel whole. And so we could maybe open up that way. And I did that in relationship. I did. And it didn't work out. <laughs> because I'm I'm not allowed shortcuts, I guess, but um, because I, I needed to remember the reunification. But also, you know, I'm I'm pointing to right here that I think it's natural on this path um, to want to open up our feminine system for the healing of the masculine, including our bodies sometimes. Like we we want to see men heal. I want to see a man know himself inside of the depths of love. Like I, th- I think it's really beautiful. And I think that there are so many things, women, that we long for about men and masculine that we we want to like call them forward and and bring them home and it's like so tempting to do that sometimes and just say okay you know husband or partner or men i love you come drink from this well but then the well gets tapped weirdly or wrongly and we're like oops I didn't do that right. Okay. So I think I've I've said some things in this podcast already that um I'd call you call on you to remember here. We're all <laughs> we're walking each other home, right? But in this space of of two people or lovers, we always have to remember that each is sovereign. And that yes, we do heal beside each other and we heal in one another's reflections and and all of that's a very beautiful what we can open for one another because if there is a projection inside of a conscious relationship you can talk about that so inside of a conscious relationship if i feel a projection coming up of the masculine that says i don't feel safe i can say to my partner okay I feel this old fear that says I might not be safe here. I might not be safe if this man, you know, has an emotion or walks out the door or something like that. And so I can just say that to him or I can hold space for myself or I can um, hold space with a professional. But it's really, it's mine to integrate. And so the mirror of the relationship and the mirror of the union partner can reflect to me that that distortion is still inside of me and wants to heal. But if I look to the partner and say, heal me, please, then I'm... uh, not going to God, I'm going to man, and that's going to make life harder. (laughs) So let's flip it then. And if you're a woman and you're willing to hold space for men, but the men are not saying, oh my gosh, I'm not reunifying with the feminine God source. I'm not even reunifying with the masculine God source. He's not even aware of that. And he's just looking to women to touch that deep well of the feminine, to touch that um, divine mother, 
or a piece of that divine mother, then, then you're allowing him to get away with the same kind of projection. And, and it's going to like tap your well dry. And that's where we get quite a bit of depletion, right? That's where we get quite a bit of depletion is where we are um, open to allowing men and masculine to like take uh, like the feminine essence and, and almost like devour it. Like, you know, a man (laughs) might feel um, very desirous, very like consuming of the feminine energy from a woman. So if you've ever been with a man who like feels like he's going to eat you up or you feel very, very tired or depleted, like after making love to him, this is what's going on. He's actually kind of like sucking from your feminine current because he doesn't have the sovereign relationship with the unified God source. So what do we do? <laughs> well, we stop trying to heal each other, <laughs> right? Um, so we can we can stop that right now. And there's like you can offer to hold space, but you have to be aware of these things I'm talking about. If you want to hold space for men, what is your relationship with a reunified source? What is your relationship with your father? Is it clear? Is it healed? Are you still carrying remnants of disappointment or sadness? Are you clear in your relationship with previous male partners? Or are you still hoping for an apology from them? Or, you know, do you you have animosity in your heart toward any of them? Do you have animosity in your heart toward any man on earth? And if you do, then you're not in a space to hold space for men. What is your responsibility is to get right with your relationship with the masculine. How do you do that? Begin by asking yourself what the sacred masculine is to you. And then begin to... Devote yourself to knowing that. If you want my support or guidance, you can reach out to me because helping women to heal their relationship with the masculine is one of the core things that I do. So each woman's got to do this. And just feeling the the magnitude of that right now because there's so many projections on the part of women collectively that like make men wrong or blame men or say men have to do this or men are responsible for this or that. Um, but I'm just gonna say that this whole thing about like I'm just gonna heal men is is another projection, another distortion. We want men to decide how to be men. And what's really beautiful on this path is that, I mean, I used to analyze men so much, again, because analysis of men kept me safe. 
That was my strategy my entire life. If I knew what made that man tick, I could avoid the danger. And so it was vigilance. My analysis of men for so many years, some of which I was on my own platform here, really talking a lot about like analyzing men and understanding men. And a lot of that came from that shadow of trying to stay safe. And so as I heal that and continue to heal that and continue to heal that, continue to reunify with like, what is this sacred masculine? And then watching all of the ways that these two energy sources, feminine and masculine, play out in my life and my body and my energy field in this inner union and inner alchemy, that's my work. And that brings me back to my feminine heart, my devotional feminine heart. And so in that reunified heart space, there is um, a love, a non-judgmental love of men. There is a devotion to loving. There's not a devotion to healing men or fixing men. There's a devotional space in my heart. And so when a man comes forward and, and asks, Sarah Poet, will you hold space for me in a like in a you know in a work capacity? I feel it out. Is there projection? What's at play here? And you know, sometimes I'll say yes. Sometimes I'll refer out. The love is there. But needing a man to be one particular thing or behave in a particular way in order for me to feel safe, thankfully, is is no longer there. Not that I know of right now, anyway. And so we want to trust men to be men because all of the analyzing of men that I could ever do, (laughs) I could never actually um, tell men how to be the beautiful extent of what is possible for them, only they can do that. Only a man can do that. And to be in a devotional space as a woman where you watch a a man do that, so beautiful, right? Like I don't have to tell this man a thing. I trust him. The conscious feminine Trust men. I just did a little Instagram reel on that topic. We don't need him to be a particular thing or prove anything to us or act a particular way. We can trust. And he's got to do his path. And we can analyze that path. I can analyze that path. I can say, oh, he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that. It's up to me as a woman to not enter into a partnership with a man who hasn't reunified, right? Because I'm just asking for it if I do that. I've, d- I've done that. <laughs> I, I tried to see if I could get away with that in 2020. I can't, okay? So um, women, that's what you can look for. What is his relationship with the divine mother? And if he doesn't have one, oh, I feel this so big in the collective. Oh my gosh, so big. 
if he doesn't have a relationship with the divine mother and a unified uh, source, if he doesn't have a devotional practice that involves the feminine, then there's going to be projection and there's probably you're probably going to get hurt. I'm saying this because if you're a woman listening to this podcast this far through, you know, uh, I know that you're on this path. What I forgot to talk about is the solar feminine. So if you are on this reunification path and you are like, carrying the corrected light template like in your energy body like i was talking about with you know mary magdalene where you are aware of and reunified with mother father god and you're running those energetics and you have those devotional practices and how i experience it even in the energy body is like you feel the inversions where things were collapsed or depleted because of trauma, because of old beliefs, you actually feel them healing and correcting. And and this like holy light architecture, this 12th dimensional architecture actually um, heals and reunifies. In 2019, I started seeing the architecture and, and people were coming to me for sessions like saying, hey, I think you can probably help me heal the feminine and masculine in the light body. And I was like, can I? Let's see. <laughs> and then spirit showed me this architecture and we actually could. Um, but anyway, when you are a woman who is, um, when you've corrected your traumas and you are carrying this reunified um, template, architectural template, light template, then you're running a solar feminine current. The collapsed feminine that is like something's wrong or men are bad or woe is me or somebody help me, somebody rescue me, that's a lunar feminine. And I won't go into that, but this to say that when you are corrected and holding the solar feminine template, then you will quite naturally activate men in your field. The lunar feminine would walk around and say, I've got something figured out. I'm going to help men figure it out too. I'm going to activate this man with my sex. I'm going to, you know, show him the secrets of the sacred feminine. All of that bullshit is lunar feminine from a fallen matrix. The solar feminine who is reunified to source will naturally activate and and her energy will um, it's like solar right so if if she has this light then and she's in a man's presence then he will feel that and he'll be like what is that light and and there will be something in his energy body that activates um his own light And you're going to see him do that and you're going to celebrate that. But the solar feminine is not going to reach over into his energy field and say, here, let me help you do that. Here, let me activate you. Here, have a piece of my sex so you can feel the feminine. She's not going to do that. She doesn't need to. Okay. I think that brings me to a close. And all these women are like, well, damn, okay, I'm not helping men yet right (laughs) 
<laughs> let the men be men. Because the more we activate the union within and walk around as the solar feminine, the activation to men is going to be naturally happening. And they also have their own process. Men are doing their thing. They're figuring out, you know, what is my place in what's going on, you know, on this earth right now? Like, what is my place in protecting my people? What is my place in um, like securing land and food for my family? Like, you know, men are doing what men do right now. And we want them to do that. I don't need a man in a feminine process. Okay. So I'm trusting that conscious men are out there doing the thing of becoming conscious men. And I'm also trusting, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's like news to me. I'm also trusting that the Holy Mother and Holy Father are also taking care of men remembering their divine union, their hierogamic union with her, with the Holy She, the Holy Feminine. Wow, I did not know I was going to say that. And that is really beautiful and hits home in a, in a personal way. Because when these relationships end and you're like, but if only you could hear me talking about the sacred feminine and how she wants to reunify with you. Like, you know, I'm like yelling it at the back of my last partner, you know, while he's like, I don't want to look at that. Anyway, blah. <laughs> I, you know, I, hmm. Anyway, this has been up energetically for me. And so um, just the, the whole process that happened. And so without going into too much more story, I'll say that it's really beautiful to actually hear myself say in the space of channeling that I do trust that there are like other forces bigger than me right? Like little Sarah poet, like they're, they're not that I'm little, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but I'm human and I'm still figuring stuff out myself. And so to be in this activation with this former partner and say, Hey, I think this is what's going on on the soul level. Like, Hey, knock, 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 you know, and, and like that wasn't happening at that point in time. And so, I have to believe, um, or I choose to believe, or I actually choose to trust that the forces that be, this holy reunification that's happening planet-wide, um, <laughs> like beyond the planet, in the planet, in all spaces, in humans, in nature, in the earth grids, it's happening everywhere that we are reunifying. And so I have to believe that Holy Mother, Holy Father are also activating men into this holy remembrance of union. And I know from other, you know, examples that that is certainly happening. And so as a woman, when I um, look and I see those examples, I feel so grateful. I feel so <laughs> hopeful. I feel so hopeful that men are remembering this reunification also. And then there will be more work for us to do together. So much love. Thank you for listening. I'm available at sarahpoet.com. If anything about this episode pinged for you, um, I am available for the integration of the feminine 
feminine and masculine, obviously, and the reunification with the God source energetics, the um, 12th dimensional energetics. We can do uh, that kind of work as well. And um, I can show you the light grid, show you the architecture, explain that to you, help you get set up in the sovereignty practices for you to remember, because it's up to you to remember and practice and um, fortify these energetics for you. But I also work with couples. And I work with couples inside of the space where there is an old trauma loop because of all the things that have happened um, in all yeah, in patriarchy, right? Like maybe not even this lifetime, but the things that we're carrying, the imprints that are blocking divine union partnerships from moving forward um, because it's well, I'll just say for the sake of time, it's very important. Um, so whatever that like loop is that you keep looping around that feels like it might break your partnership, it could be the thing that if resolved, you get to go to the next level of partnership. And it is my honor, <laughs> full devotional honor to work with couples in that space um, so that these divine union partnerships get to stay together uh, more often because the earth needs our reunified partnerships. I mean, there's, there's nothing more powerful than that, right? So, reach out to me, sarahpoet.com, schedule a consultation, um, and I look forward to talking with you. I look forward to meeting you. So much love. I hope this episode was helpful and um, stay tuned for next week as we talk more about sacred feminine entrepreneurship. Um, so excited for that. So much love. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I am recording this one edition after I recorded the main chapter uh, yesterday. And there was something that I was alluding to maybe, but didn't say directly. And when I asked intuition, do I need to go back and say that directly? The answer was yes. So, so I'm just going to tell you how this first came into my um, field and awareness that this was kind of going on in, in the collective. Um, a few weeks ago, we were on the closing call for the structure and flow group. And one of the women had shared that she had, you know, structure and flow is all about energetic sovereignty and women's resources and tracking your resources. And this woman had gone through this experience with her uh, partner and then ex-partner and then maybe redefined partner, um, where in honoring her energy, she could see how she had been trying to heal him and heal him through, um, you know, talking about it, talking about emotions, convincing him, asking him to come along and sex because we love our people and our partners. And we do uh, like open and, and offer sex to them. Sometimes women, there's this, you know, even subtle, like, I want to heal him through this sex. So I am not saying that women don't heal men through sex because I think it does happen, but there are these subtle energetics where I just would like to invite you to reflect where am I offering sex 
and offering healing simultaneously. And that may be a place where there is this, um, a distorted view of the sacred prostitute, um, template as it has been misunderstood. I have a very deep feeling that it has been misunderstood. And when most women, I think, are offering their bodies to men for sexual healing, um, I think that there is a net depletion of her feminine energy. And you can feel into your circumstances. But I think if you're feeling depletion, when you are offering sex in combination with healing, or you're not being respected by him, or, you know, agreements aren't honored, those kinds of things. Um, We got to look at that, we got to clean that up. And the conversation that when she said, I'm not doing that anymore, that actually came up in the field quite of a few more times, which I think probably sparked, um, this conversation in this podcast as well. I actually trust that that's true. And so there's, there's something to contemplate here. And so I welcome you, um, to contemplate this and let your soul <laughs> like chew on this. Okay. Because there's a lot of sacred feminine distortion. There's a lot of like distortion in these places of teaching, um, where, you know, when I was really willing with a partner, I I wasn't, um, anyway, I'm, I'm like a inherently monogamous person, (laughs) like one relationship at a time is definitely enough for me. Um, and, and I go deep and they're almost always like a soulmate, uh, they're, they're always a soulmate. Um, and so, you know, I have like deep experiences with, um, a few men, you know, I'm not judging any woman's process at all, but by saying that, um, what I'm aiming at is there were times on my sacred feminine journey, my journey of remembrance where I thought, that because, you know, some teachers were teaching about feminine submissiveness or how the feminine receives or letting him take the lead, those kinds of things, I did that also involving my body and involving um, lovemaking to my partner. And so I know that, you know, there's going to be healing in that space, but because there was a distortion and a misunderstanding about how the feminine holds that space. And actually I wasn't energetically sovereign and I was projecting, um, onto them, which I think I shared in the episode. Then what happened was that that space wasn't honored. So because I wasn't energetically sovereign and I wasn't reunified with the, the Christic feminine, Christic masculine, the Holy mother, the Holy father, I was willing to, it's like make myself slightly smaller or let him take the lead, even though he's not capable of it. Right. Or like all of these little nuances, and I'm only sharing them so that we can all reflect on them. I hope you understand to look at what am I willing 
to give away, you know, in the name of healing or in the name of even like sacred sex has distortions around this where there's leaky energy and then you end up with a net loss of energy. You end up with that depletion. It's so systemic. It, it, it really is a very big deal. And so that's why, you know, going back to the beginning, I talked about heartland. That's, you know, part of the uh, transmission around heartland. And by transmission, I mean like the energetic sharing and teaching of the heartland is, you know, all of these subtle ways that the feminine energy is depleted, even when we're trying to get it right. Even when we're on this like sacred feminine path or, you know, trying to be a conscious feminine, all of that. I mean, we're going to encounter these depletion energetics. And I think that that woman in structure and flow was onto something so huge when she said, I don't heal him through my body anymore. Can you feel that? That is so energetically strong and sound. That is a transmission for these times. So we are not depleting the feminine body, the feminine current, and we're not depleting the earth body anymore. They go hand in hand. And when we make this declaration as women, truly everything changes. So we're not healing men with our bodies anymore. Just tune into that. See if that's like, oh, oh yes, or, oh, I don't know. Maybe I like healing men with my body. You know, you decide and, you know, explore that, let the soul chew on that, like I said, and um, potentially consider Heartland if that's, you know, a soul yes for you and pinging for you. But let's go deep and talk about, you know, we're talking about it in the sacred remembering community. Um, we're talking about it in private sessions and group that I, groups that I hold. We're talking about it in Heartland. How do we preserve the feminine current and amplify it. And we don't necessarily do that by giving it to a man in the hopes that he'll heal and activate. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. I love you all so much. We are talking about deep stuff on this podcast. Thank you for being here. Um, reach out sarahpoet.com. Let me know how I can help and support and heartland as a reminder begins on April 28th, 2022. Okay. Talk soon. Much love. There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own, and now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy. In other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle. It's a circle of women coming back into union and unity. Then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years. And what I can tell you is this, 
there is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why. We are soul family, truly. If you're listening to this, you're soul family. And so the Sacred Remembering Membership Community is the next space to step into that tribe. And you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published ebooks are in this archive, the Divine Mother Architectural Series, my Healing Man and Money Trauma Teachings, and more. Also included are live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc, etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group, and sign up. And we'll see you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.